Welcome to the Storyform Podcast, where we journey together at the intersection of faith and story. I'm your host, Will Chenault, Soul Care Pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Let's get this conversation started. Welcome to the Storyform Podcast. Uh, my name is Will Chenault. I'm the Soul Care Pastor, Fellowship Bible Church. And today, um, we have a very interesting topic as we are entering into the holiday season. I'm entitling this podcast, Surviving Christmas. And so I have as my guests, Jenny Haywood and Debbie Bellenhausen. And they are both therapists uh, here in Jackson. And they are going to help us today navigate through some of these realities of dealing with family of origin and the Christmas season. Debbie, Jenny, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Okay, so we talked a little bit about uh, this before we press record. So when we think about entering into this holiday season, I've often heard people say this, that, or or maybe liken the experience to... um, they're Superman. They feel strong and good, and then they get around their family of origin. When I say family of origin, mother, father, brother, sister, and they say, it's the kryptonite. I just feel um, it is my kryptonite. I feel so weak. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things that are brought up as we enter into the holiday season, particularly as we're interacting with family of origin. And so, what I want to talk a little bit about today is give us a, some framework, and then we're going to have our conversation. So for the listeners to know, we're, we're not moving us to a place that um, we're expecting every issue to be confronted around uh, the Christmas Eve uh, dinner table. That's not the point. <laughs> Please don't. No. <laughs> That's a film in the making. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But we are saying, how do we help people at least have some understanding when they do see something, when they do feel something, when they do experience something that they can say, okay, I've got a little bit of a framework of why this is so hard to navigate through. So let's just begin and just open up to both of you and say, what makes this time so challenging for us? Well, so I think, you know, kind of what you went, what you alluded to at the very beginning there um, is that something just happens. And and I think we're not, if we're not fully aware of how we kind of just revert back to that old way, we fall back into patterns of behavior that are familiar. And so we can kind of have a different way of interacting as we grow older. But when you get back into that family of origin, you just, you regress. It's just, it's just something that happens. And if you're not aware of it, it'll take you by surprise. That's a great, yes, yes. So let's talk about that for a minute. Just the realization that um, whether we know it consciously or not, when we enter those places, we can feel 12 years old again. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to happen. And I think a big part of that is, and we maybe need to go into the season remembering this. When you get with that family of origin, mm-hmm. you're with the people that you should be most comfortable with in the world, right? Mm-hmm. They know you best. They know all your weaknesses. Yeah. 
they know, they might know your strengths. They may not focus on that because they focus on the weaknesses. And so we can go into that feeling intimidated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that intimidation leads us down the path that Jen's talking about, falling back into those old patterns of behavior. Yes. Yeah. So the patterns can be um, when we do feel that intimidation, well, I'm just going to check out. I'm going to respond with anger. I'm going Mm to... Uh, just completely go offline. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all back into whatever things. ways I yes. coped originally. Right, right. It, please, I'm just going to be the <laughs> compliant pleaser, and uh-huh. um, I, I will be the one that never rocks the boat. Mm-hmm. Whatever those patterns whatever are, your, whatever your role was, you're going to fall right back into yeah, it. It's yeah. just really easy to do. Yeah, yeah. And so I think just that alone is an important you know, a help for someone as they uh, enter this time to know that you're going to have those feelings. You're going to have those emotions. You're going to, you're going to feel that sense of um, being small again. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about too, is whenever we enter into this realm, um, it can be a real landmine for so many people because there is this constant pull that we feel that we do want to honor our family. And that's the goal really of this podcast is to say, what does it really look like to be the aroma of Christ? What does it look like to pursue redemption in these relationships that are hard? You know, what, what does it mean to um, seek peace and reconciliation? And we know that doesn't happen in a weekend or in a few days, but that's kind of the horizon that we want to call people towards. And so there is this honor, but there's also the honesty. And we, we tend to do one of those well uh, and, and the other one not so well. And so as we enter into the family of origin, um, where do you guys find uh, just people tend to camp out? And, and why is that the pull between honor and honesty? I think some of that is based on our expectations. I think for myself, moving into the Christmas season, I have all these heightened ideas that, oh, it's going to be like this, and oh, it's going to happen like that. And and then it doesn't, and that somehow irritates and gets you right back where Jen was talking about, those old patterns. And so going into it with a expectation, a realistic expectation, mm-hmm. Not that you want to go in and go, well, it's going to be a horrible thing. It's never a good, you know, not not going that direction either, but just being realistic. Okay, this is my family. I may wind up feeling intimidated or small. They know all my worst parts of me, but they know my good parts. And go into it with the expectation that, you know, I know their good parts. I know their weak spots. And I'm going to go in choosing to focus and to look for those good those strong points mm-hmm. and focusing more on that. Cause like you said, this is not the time to go in there and start <laughs> hitting all the conflict areas. Right. Right. So just focusing on those strong moments, those, those special moments that could happen, but they don't necessarily because we get so hung up on, well, so-and-so did this or said this at the table. And now here we are around the tree. I can't possibly enjoy whatever's going on now. Very good. I think that's just so true that if if those conversations can happen beforehand, mm-hmm. I think that's even more helpful. If maybe families, depending on the appropriateness of it, but definitely spouses, yeah. 
be able to talk about what are your expectations yeah. and how do we guard ourselves from having one off-colored comment that then totally takes you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I was thinking, you know, to, to add to that um, with the expectations is, is, you know, your family, you know, you have a general idea of what it's going to look like. And so if we have this like Hallmark movie expectation of like, this is what Christmas dinner is supposed to look like, you're going to be really upset Mm -hmm. and really disappointed. Know your family and say, how can I enjoy myself knowing who these people are, knowing what it's going to be like? That's what we need to focus on. Like we can't expect, you know, Vietnam vet dad to be like, you know, everything's so wonderful. I'm so, you know, but we can't expect you to be like, sit back, kick back and enjoy the day. And, and so, so just, just having realistic Realistic. expectations based on who are these people that I'm interacting with. Mm -hmm. So as you're talking, Jen, I Mm -hmm. get this picture in my, in my head of, I can just see my family dressed in our clothes from way back when, and we're walking down the snow covered street and we're caroling. I would love that. The problem with that is we don't sing well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Happy birthday. Don't go well at our home. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be a realistic expectation <laughs> for me and my family. Right. <laughs> just accepting that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think that fact alone of just accepting and not placing that on top of frees us to be able to mm-hmm. really truly with honesty say, I don't want to kill the desire. I mean, it's a beautiful picture to say, wouldn't it be great to have that moment of shalom, yeah, uh, that moment yeah, of beauty yeah. that we're <clears throat> walking and we're caroling? Um, but if that doesn't happen, then uh, we have to learn to navigate through that. I think this also leads us to an important thing, too, that that probably is important for our listeners to understand that I, I think in moments like that, we've got to learn to grieve. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and to be okay to say, I wish things were different. Mm-hmm. You know, and grief doesn't necessarily look like, um, uh, you know, crying or, or necessarily an outward emotion, but just that kind of part of saying, yeah. It's an acceptance. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. an acceptance. I think accepting people where they are at, yes. accepting my family where, it, where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that alone just I think really helps with your your whole mood the whole time because you know it's kind of like you can go in with a little bit of a sense of humor almost like okay here's where so-and-so does this here's where this happens you know it's kind of like yep that's about right yep (laughs) yeah so Jenny speak to um the idea that what are the results if people don't acknowledge with honesty and actually be able to grieve through some of those things that they wish were there. What's the negative result of that? If they, if they don't uh, do that work, if, if we don't do if that, they just ignore yeah, it, you're going to have a lot of resentment. There's yeah. going to be a lot of yeah. bitterness, a lot of resentment, um, and just takes away from the whole, the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to make things miserable for you more so than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's um, we tend to walk down those roads of uh, 
what I would term relational violence. You know, that, that may sound too strong, but it is that bitterness, that mm-hmm. anger that I'll show you. Mm-hmm. you it know, might be I'll, very passive aggressive yes. stuff yeah. going yeah. on. There's yeah. always <laughs> a lot of passive aggressive of like, oh, I'll get them. They won't know it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to punish yeah. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, how do people care for themselves? How do they care for their bodies? How do they, um, you know, we know that these are, um, they are events that uh, could be capital T trauma type events, but definitely the, you know, lowercase T, uh, the, the, the little subtle moments, the subtle digs, the, um, the passive aggressive comments, you know, when people are there, what are some just practical strategies to help care for themselves so that they don't get to that place of anger, bitterness, you know, lashing out any, any thoughts on that? Um, it's okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that people yeah. think like, I got to stay in this. Now, if you need to walk outside, if you need to go, yeah. you know, <laughs> escape to the bathroom for a little, whatever, it's okay yeah. to just take a break, regroup, remind yourself what your goals are, you know, what you're trying to accomplish in all this and and then come back into it. So I think that's a really big one. Um, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Take a break. um, Know that, be aware that you are experiencing that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I often honor that. Yeah. Often will like, challenging people to a little bit of an experiment in these moments to say, pay attention to your body. Yes. You know, yeah. what do you feel? And well, I feel my heart rate increasing. I feel this sense of heaviness in my chest. Yeah. Um, I feel uh, just completely, um, you know, like I'm, I'm offline. I just want to go and hide in my room. Um, knowing, yeah, that's there and being aware of it, paying attention to that. And some, sometimes that may look like, going for a walk it may look like taking some uh, some deep breaths that help yeah. mm-hmm. bring us down physiologically grounding yeah grounding you us using your five senses yes. to ground yes. in, in the moment yeah mm-hmm. and and really realizing this that it's not just some zen sort of practice it really is a physiological thing that can help our bodies mm-hmm. to not feel so bound and not feel so tight and just know that you know, we are entering in times with such good, good beauty, but every family, every family has their brokenness. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Even in a therapist's family. We yes. were joking yeah. about that yes. before we got started. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. fact, yes. I told Will earlier this morning, I'm like, I don't even know what we're going to, what I'm going to be able to contribute because <laughs> I need to learn these things, you know, <laughs> wait, I, I'm supposed to know these yeah. things. Yeah. So just recognizing that there is no perfect mm-hmm. family. Right. Yes. yes. That I we think all that's so important. That we all have lessons that we need to learn or we yeah. all have places where our boundaries aren't necessarily healthy. That's right. part of being human. Yes. Yes. Mm, yeah. 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 Um, and go ahead, Jenny. No, go ahead. Um, no, I was just gonna add to that with the boundaries thing mm-hmm. yeah. is to plan ahead too. Mm-hmm. Have some ideas if you're with a spouse, if someone else is with you, both of you kind of like, what are we going to tolerate? What are we not going to tolerate? Yes. What are we going to do with the things that we say? No, like this is not going to be okay. Like if mom gets drunk and, you know, wants to take the kids for a ride, that's not going to be okay. Yes. Like where 
are our boundaries? Where are our limits? And how are we going to handle those? Like have some ideas ahead of time yeah. of what, what the boundaries are going to be rather than get in that moment and be like, Oh, what do we do? Yeah. Oh, if, if only families would do that. Yeah. I, I mean the, 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 um, how that would help much more prepare mm -hmm. us to deal with beforehand. Yeah. Okay. What are our expectations? Yeah. Um, yes. you know, I, I've, talked with couples before that it's well when we get to your mother's house you go into the your room and watch tv uh you know to the husband maybe well you know the husband that may be their strategy for dealing right. with the conflict is just right. avoidance yeah. and shutting down and you know <laughs> i'm just gonna go watch football all day yeah. yes. and so then the wife gets to like oh you've left me here alone uh, to with all this you know chaos. dealing yeah. with all of this so yeah if, if families can do that, if couples can do that, to talk about uh, husband and wife, hey, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. uh, this would be very helpful mm -hmm. when we come to our family. You know, I need you to um, be present. I need you to not yeah. just simply, you know, yeah. go and check out. Um, I need you to lovingly mm -hmm. put a boundary in place if those things are needed. So I'm thinking about, well, what if you're not going into this with, as a couple? What if you're going into this as a a single woman or a yes. single man or even a young adult child yeah. who's not yet in that? So maybe just having some phrases mm -hmm. that you could pull out when you feel like those boundaries are being mm -hmm. tested or crossed. So I don't know. This is maybe like I know mom is going to pull this and expect me to act this way. Maybe being able to say, you know, mom, hang on, let's take a second. I know in the, pa <clears throat> excuse me, I know in the past that's how it's been, but I'm really working on this. And so just know that this time, this is how I need this to go, or this is how I will handle this. And then walk away. Don't stay there to get into a power struggle and explain mm -hmm. why you're, why you are establishing a new boundary. Mm -hmm. set your boundary and walk away from it for a little while. Let the emotions de-escalate and then you can come back and who knows, mom might look at you and go, what the heck was that? Yeah. What, why'd you say that? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you get that opportunity to talk about mm -hmm. the reason behind it. So good. I love Debbie, what you're talking about of, can you hold that in a calm, reasoned, uh, loving way? And, and not feel like we're going to take out the boxing gloves and this mm -hmm. is going to be war. Hold that, move away, mm -hmm. um, let, it, let it simmer, let it set. Mm -hmm. And then if there's a revisiting of that, then those things happen. Mm -hmm. you know, but just doing some sort. I think this is really revolutionary of most people don't ever even think about beforehand. Yeah, we right. just go into we just, whatever yeah, we get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we're just going into true. it, and we have no conversations. We have no preparation. We have no strategy. Mm -hmm. We just we just got this hallmark expectation yeah. hanging over here, right? Yeah. 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 We just have this hope that this time, this time, it's going to be different. different. One thing I was going to add with the singles um, too is is if you need to have a support person mm -hmm. that you can text, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. just to kind of. 
keep keep that grounding like just someone that to remind you like you can do this you remember this is what you decided so even if that support person's not there still they still know your plan of how you're going to deal with certain situations yeah. and can kind of be there as a support yeah. yeah so let me ask you guys this as therapists and and just kind of riff on this a minute so when there's somebody that says um i have already communicated my plans for the holidays and we're we're not going to do what my family is desiring of us. Maybe this year we're not going to come Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. We're going to do something yeah. else. Mm-hmm. But the family members are continuing to, well, are you not going to be here Christmas Eve? Are you going to, uh, you've always been here Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Yes. That's a big one. How do you work through that? I think it goes back to what we were talking about a while ago. Yeah, you're right. That's how it's always been in the past. But I'm in a different place in my life now, and this is how we're going to move forward. And then step away, give it a second, like you said, to simmer and set in, and then you can come back and explain it when the emotions aren't so high. (laughs) But also recognizing that you are not responsible for that other person's feelings. You are not responsible. Let's say it's mom having a hard time because you're, for the first time, going with your your new husband Mm -hmm to his family to join, recognizing that, first of all, you're not responsible for if mom gets upset or dad gets upset. You're not responsible for how they respond mm. to your nice. new boundary. Yes. But you are responsible for your emotions. Mm-hmm. So being aware of them, like you were talking about being aware of your body, mm-hmm. how you're feeling, um, and you're responsible for your own reaction in that. You're, and you're, you're responsible for how you convey the message. Yes. You, when you convey it with truth and love, yeah. you know, then, then you can step back and say, I didn't do anything wrong. I think that's a big thing. With, if, if people can say that and it's a kind, it's firm, it's honest, it's kind, mm-hmm. you might not like it. But I didn't do anything wrong. When you yeah. can be able to say, I didn't do anything wrong by saying, hey, mom, we're not coming this Christmas Eve. It's not going to happen. This is what we're doing. Here's what I am willing to do. Here's mm-hmm. what we will do. Yeah. But this is what we're not going to do. Yeah. Yes. But acknowledging that you are not responsible mm-hmm. for their feelings. Because exactly. I think that's where we yes. get into those yeah. old habits yes. Yes. that we talked about in the beginning, right. Right? right? Mom or dad is upset or from another perspective, my child is upset and I need to fix that because I want them to have a great holiday. Yeah. No, I can't fix that for them. That's theirs to fix. Mm-hmm. That's theirs to be responsible for. Mm-hmm. And the pressure that that takes off so that I can then enjoy myself. And you know what that's going to do? That's going to, if I go on and enjoy myself, being responsible for what's mine, mm-hmm that alleviates some of that pressure on them mm-hmm. and then they can get their emotions under check mm-hmm. and come along yeah. and yeah, join Yeah, because that goes both ways. No mm-hmm. one else is responsible for your yeah. emotions as well. Yeah, if yeah. I'm responsible for, say, my son's or my daughter's or my husband's emotions, he don't or they don't know that they got a problem, right? They mm-hmm. don't know they need to be responsible for that. I'm trying to fix it. That's right. never going to work. What do you say to somebody that says, oh, that sounds great logically, but, <laughs> but <laughs> the moment mom says, really, you're not coming here Christmas Eve, I'm taken out. Yeah. I'm out. I, I'm, be aware. I'm spiraled. I'm, I'm, I'm on another planet. 
Yeah. So it goes back to what Jen was saying, just going into it. Okay, this is how things have happened in the past. They may not happen this way this time, so not dooming yourself, but recognizing that it could happen that way. And if it does, here's how I typically respond. So kind of playing through the scenario in your head Mm -hmm. so that when you get there, you don't respond in a way that, oh, I did it again. You know, Mm -hmm. you've you've got a plan. Right. Yes. You've got a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You plan. You you <laughs> maybe even talk to a few other people about like, OK, this is this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to do. You know, what do you think? Do you think that's too harsh? Do you think that sounds rude? You know, like you might have to rehearse it. Like I remember the first time I said, I'm not coming home for Christmas. Mm. Um, I was scared to death, mm. scared to death. Like they're yeah. going to disown me. They're going to hate me forever. And they were disappointed. And that was about it. And I survived and we made it through. Mm-hmm. And I felt so empowered at that moment. Like, I can do this. I can say that. It's okay. It's, the world is not going to crash down around me because I said, I'm staying here for, for yeah. Christmas. So so I think some of it is we, we come up with in our head that it's going to be worse than it is. Mm-hmm. They're going to be upset. But ultimately, am I doing something wrong? You have to have the confidence before you say that, that you're not doing anything wrong. And an awareness that when that response does come back and it's not a positive response, how that really can import you back to those young places Mm -hmm. that we do feel. Mm -hmm. Those young places, those strategies that we learn to survive our family of origin yeah, and, and to say, okay, well I'll be compliant or I will rage in anger or I will uh, not talk to you for three months. Recognizing those are patterns that they're these young places that when those things happen and to be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even to validate that other person's because what's happening is they're disappointed, right? right? So Jen goes to mom and dad and says, this is my first Christmas. I'm not going to be at home. Mom or dad might. Okay. You know, you've always been here. I don't understand. Why, mm-hmm. why are you not? Mom, dad, I know. I know this is hard. I've struggled through making this decision, but it's what's best for me and my family. Yeah. I know this is hard and it's disappointing, yeah. but we're going to make new traditions. So validating the fact that, okay, maybe this is hurtful to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is disappointing. Letting them know that you understand their feelings, but you're not going to pick those feelings up and carry them around and let them be your own. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. Yes. Either. They can have those feelings and it, and you right. still didn't do something wrong. Right. That was the big thing for me. It was okay that they were hurt and disappointed, yeah. but I didn't do something it wrong. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. Right. And don't you think it's, it's, it's important to say that is a process? Yeah. That that is not yes. a once in a definitive moment that yes. forever, you know, you do that and you do it one time and then you never have those feelings. You never go back. You never revert to the, I'm picking up your feelings and I'm holding them and I'm making mm-hmm. sure that you feel good and I feel good. And, you know, we have to practice a lot. We have to practice that a lot. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. It's yeah. very easy to revert back to the pattern. It's like it's that rut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. a lot easier to fall into the rut than to get out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think just cutting ourselves some slack to realize that that's it's a process. It's practice. Very much a process, and it's not going to happen in one event, one time. And and I, Jenny, I love what you were saying of having that 
safe person, supportive person that, that they can call and just say, Hey, I just had the conversation and told mom, I'm not coming home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And my, my heart is increasing and and my heart rate's increasing and I feel overwhelmed and I feel like I'm going to cry. And I, you know, but I did it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to have that person to say, I had that person sitting right beside me as I made the phone call. (laughs) So exactly like, okay, I did it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 We're really dealing with a lot of the root of what we would just call codependency. Yes, in some ways. it really is. And if in your most simple terms, how would you define codependency? We're responsible for other people's feelings and behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the bottom line. Yeah. That, or that, making someone making someone else um, responsible. responsible for fulfilling your need. So mama needs the kids even if they're adults, to still be needy, to still need her to, I don't know, pick their plate up and take it to the dishwasher or or um, still needs, somehow mama needs that adult child to still be that baby child so that I have a purpose, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. That's just wrong. At some point, our children have to grow up and be their own individual, and we have to be okay with that. And even as I'm saying that, I'm noticing my heart rate because <laughs> I have girls who are getting to that age, and I'm and I am working through that. Yeah. There is that individuation, right? Yes. There is that point of yeah. saying yes. you are a person that we're going to honor. Yeah. There's a containment that needs to happen that we do honor your voice and your perspective yeah. and your. Um, and that can yeah. be hard if. Especially if speaking from a mother's standpoint, right? Because you've been there from day one with that child and they have been dependent on you. But just recognizing that at some point that has to stop and transition into something new and recognizing whether you're the the mother or the daughter or the son or whatever it is, just recognizing that there may be a struggle getting through that, but you will get there. You will get there. So what do you do to, how do you respond to somebody when we start talking about these healthy boundaries, these healthy ways of dealing with relationships that I have a, I have a place, I have a voice, I have, I like it to this, I have my yard yes. and you have your yard. Yeah. And, and we, we work really well when I have my space and there's an honor of my space and I'm going to honor your yard. But if you start taking your junk and putting it in my yard, then that's not that's not going to be very honoring. And if I'm doing the same thing, so how do you respond to somebody when we start talking about these healthy boundaries that actually provide clarity, provide uh, goodness in relationships, provide containment in relationships? Somebody might say, "Well, that just sounds mean." Mm-hmm. It sounds mean to say, you know, I- "I'm sorry, uh, mm-hmm. uh, mom. Mom needs me." Mm-hmm. You know, I need to be uh, mom's little boy. It's important for her. And it would be mean not to. It would be mean to not let mom. I don't want to disappoint mom. Yeah. Or dad needs me to be his little girl. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so how do you respond to that when, when you actually say, when you put those boundaries in place, there may be some people that say that's, that's just mean. That's hard. I think that's the point where you have to recognize the role you've been playing in their dependency on you. Yes. 
So are and you being an have, enabler of some sort? And I, I have a story that goes along with this. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, there's a little bit too. But the bottom line of it is is what I tell people is it's, it's not mean to protect yourself or the things that matter to you. Um, and so like you said with the yard, like it's not mean if somebody keeps trampling, throwing things in my yard. Is it mean for me to put up a fence? No. Are they going to like it? Nope. No. <laughs> so it, that meanness comes again from our feelings about the other person's response to us, that we're responsible for their feelings. That's why I feel like I'm mean because they don't like what I have to say, but that's not necessarily true. It's not mean. They just don't like it. Right. So they're going to say it's mean, but that's their way of not owning their own emotional reaction to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. The other piece of, you asked while ago, what is mm-hmm. codependency? How will right. we define it? The other portion, I think, of this is recognizing that codependency is putting somebody else in the place where God should be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more concerned so with mom's feelings than I am about, is God going to be pleased with the way I treat yeah. mom? Right. Yeah. Is God going to be pleased with my internal reaction to everything that's going on? Do I have a good attitude about it or am I resentful of the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness. And we know (laughs) as we enter into these waters, um, those are all the things that are at play. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think just helping people to know even in the there is no such thing as a perfect family that um, even the best of families, there's an immense amount of beauty and yet there's also brokenness. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, we are speaking the reality that maybe for the first time, somebody is entering into the holidays and saying, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I never knew the role I played. I never knew that yeah. I was doing this dance with mom or dad or siblings. Yeah. I never knew that I was playing a role. Yeah. within the family yeah that I had a purpose Rel- yes. yeah relationships are always a two-way mm-hmm. we always have some responsibility mm-hmm. in the interaction mm-hmm. um, that's just how relationships work right right okay I want to end with this this has been really helpful so um, it's it's easy in our family of origin to go one of two places okay we can say you're dead to me I'm never gonna speak to you again. Uh, or we can go the other way of um, just simply absorbing everything that happens and never speaking truth, um, which is also not beneficial. Or that second way, we can just lash out, respond in anger, fight, you know. So for the believer, for the Christ follower, for the Christian, for the one who God has called to uh, live at peace with all men as, as much as it depends on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it calls Jesus saying, blessed are the peacemakers. Um, when we have this call uh, in the New Testament to forgive as Christ has forgiven us, to endure with people, uh, to long suffer with people. When we look at the very characteristic of God and God doing that for us, mm-hmm. let's end with this. What advice would you tell people as they're entering, entering into the holidays, they're dealing with their family, how do we not fall off in those two ditches of avoidance or anger for the Christian? 
What's the third way? I think it's what you talked about earlier before we even started. Okay. This morning we were having the discussion about on one side you've got honoring, mm-hmm. on the other side you've got blaming, mm-hmm. right? So it's speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. recognizing that peacemaker is not the same as peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Peacekeepers tend to fall into that role of codependency. Peacemakers know how to know how and when to address an issue. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was thinking that too. Like um, with the the whole concept of we reflecting the love of Jesus. Jesus sometimes stood up for himself. He stood up for his faith. He stood up to the Pharisees. He wasn't constantly the doormat. Mm. He was he sacrificed when he needed to, but he also set boundaries. He set boundaries with his apostles, with the people around him. So so I think it's important to realize there is that balance between setting limits to say this is not okay, but doing it in a way that respects the other person, shows love to the other person, and takes owner you're taking ownership of your part in all of it. Mm-hmm. I think if you can do those two things, that's the middle ground, standing up for yourself, but in love and kindness and respect. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. And I love um, just the idea of the difference in peacemaker and peacekeeper and holding mm-hmm. those boundaries, Jenny, as you talk mm-hmm. about, and as we look at the person of Christ, that the perfect model, the perfect example, the perfect human uh, that is the one that has gone before and he's the pioneer of our faith and and for the Christian is the encouragement. He lives in us. You know, that's the hope of the incarnation is not only did he incarnate in our world, he incarnates within us. Mm. And so we recognize as we are entering in with our families into these landmines, into these difficult things, the spirit of God is present and he's working. And that's often a process and it's messy and it's not sanitized, but that's the call to uh, enter into those places for the good of redemption. Mm -hmm. And that's where I would hope our listeners would be. Um, and I think just just calling on on that spirit to help you in those yes. moments, because I've definitely felt that like yes. there's no other explanation for how I managed through through yes. something, but yes. just that I said, okay, God, help me know what to say here, help yes. me know what to do here. Um, so just letting Him be your support person, letting letting that be a part of your plan yes. of just like, okay, God take over. <laughs> what else to do? Yeah. I mean, the most simple prayer, Jesus, I mean, come, I need yes. you. I mm-hmm. feel myself about to rage. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I need you. And, yes. and, and know that, um, he, he works, uh, th- as we are his ambassadors, as we are his agents, as we are the aroma of Christ. I think that's the call to be redemptive agents within our family. And uh, that doesn't look like a five-step formula. I think we've talked about that. That's not an easy process. So I want to end with this just for our listeners. Um, uh, We know that uh, post-holiday, there may be those that say, yeah, there's some things that I maybe even listen to this podcast. There's some things that uh, have been stirred up with within me, and I need somebody to process this with. I would just commend Jenny, and I would commend Debbie to you. Um, you can go on the Pratt Clinic, uh, the Pratt Clinic dot com, um, 
you know, Jenny may not have a whole lot of openings, but <laughs> I was uh, say, good luck <laughs> sometime in March. And Debbie, I'll see you. yes, and Debbie <laughs> may not have a lot either. But uh, we have a team of people here that could absolutely be of help uh, to you and help within our community uh, as you process this and you know uh, attempt, if you will, to, if you need help uh, with with Jenny and with Debbie. Uh, there may be some openings for them, but we definitely have other clinicians within the Pratt Clinic that could be of help to you. And if that, and, I mean, even to say, if that doesn't work, reach out somewhere. Yes, like somewhere, 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 counselor, local church, friends, right. supportive groups, spiritual community, your small group. You can't do this alone. You can't, absolutely. <laughs> your Bible study leaders, your women's yes. group, you know, to be able to have those safe people that you can say, you know, here's here's kind of what we're we're dealing with. And be proactive, put together those plans, navigate through those expectations, know that these are going to be realities that you face, be prepared for that, you know, pay attention to your body, pay attention to what's going on within, learn that self-care of, you know, I need to pull away that may invite the spirit into those moments, you know, recognizing, yeah, plan ahead, you know, recognizing the reality of a peacekeeper versus peacemaker, all of those things are at play and we say yes, yes, and yes. And uh, that's going to be our reality. Yeah. And maybe just one last thing I would add, okay. when you said plan, it hit me. Maybe we need a contingency plan. Yeah. What if we go in and we don't respond in the way we said, okay, I'm right. going in to do this. Okay. I make a mistake. What's my plan for making that right and moving, moving back in. Yes. For repair and yes, yeah. making repairs and yeah. moving forward. Yeah. yeah, and if we don't, it's it's a it's still um, a learning process. We can still learn from our mistakes just yeah. as easily as yes. anything else. Yeah. Absolutely. So being able to look back and be like, okay, where did I go wrong, and what am I going to do different next time? Yeah, and how do I repair this? How do I move towards this uh, for the hope of reconciliation? And yeah. Uh, yeah, and the root of it all is taking ownership, right, mm-hmm. of yep. our emotions, our our responses, our reactions, our... And everyone else take ownership of theirs. Yeah. Absolutely. Jenny, Debbie, this uh, I think is going to be very, very beneficial for all of our listeners to know how to survive Christmas. Thank you for your expertise. Thank you for your time. I think it'll be a blessing. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the Story Form Podcast. For more information about Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, you can visit us at fellowshipjackson.com. Join us next time as we enter into the story of others together.